Hello and welcome to How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed, for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome to episode one of our series on rage. Yes, anger and rage, technically. But yeah, mostly rage. Yes, mostly rage. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little column B. Uh, but before we begin, Lindsay, how are you holding up? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. How am I holding up? I'm doing okay. Um, for those of you who've been with us for a while, you'll know my journey is a lot of ups and downs with um, depression and uh, my journey through ADHD. I'm on medication right now. And it's been helping. It's been helping a lot. And it's been helping with my depression as well. Yay. So that's been really, really great. I don't know how long it'll last. I always feel like I can't, I can't get too excited about anything that works for long. as it. You never know. How about you, Chris? How are you holding up? Preach into the choir on that one, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, I too have had my ups and my downs. Uh, a lot of downs lately just from a place of i would say for lack of a better term uh self-realization i guess um i've been feeling a lot more lately in terms of like my recovery and starting to feel better and starting to feel more human but realizing that for me better still isn't good enough and i don't think there is such a thing. Mm. Uh, so I'm working on my why I hold myself to such high standards, but others I will happily, you know, stand in front of and take bullets for. Right. Like it, it's it's an ongoing process that it's there's never a clear answer, and it's even more annoying. When there isn't one. Yeah, for... I think a lot of us can empathize with yeah. the, uh, you know, other people are human. They deserve breaks. They deserve to have, you know, and then for ourselves, I have to be perfect. Yeah, but not me. I'm a monster. I'm a monster. <laughs> uh, which of all things to make me sob hysterically recently, I would not have expected uh, Steven Universe Future to be one of them. And oh. yet there I was with a full clip of, a moment from that series that oh, no. made me just go, oh, Christ, that was my entire fucking headspace in that moment. I really, oh, <laughs> holy no. crap. You know, so, good writing. I've never seen it, but that's good writing. Oh, it's great fucking writing. Never seen an animated series handle like PTSD better. Wow. It's insane. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're no. here to talk about anger. Anger and rage. So... First of all, um, the reason we're going to be doing these segments, if you didn't catch us last time, we wanted to delve deeper into some of the issues that we get asked, and we wanted to take a few episodes to do to do more discovery. Um, mm -hmm. And we're learning with you guys. Uh, one of the reasons also that inspired this was a long time ago, we were asked by an audience member about the connection between depression and anger and why why do I feel so angry all the time? And I thought that was really interesting because we often hear about, you know, that, oh, when you're depressed, you can, you know, you're numb or you um, are just so, so tired or so sad and you're just not enjoying things and it's hard for you to get up and go. And we're all really familiar with that rhetoric and it's Absolutely. true. But a lot of us also experience 
and have shame around um, anger and rage. And so <laughs> I did like the basic, what's anger and what's rage? And so the definition, I was actually surprised by what anger is. Uh, a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. I don't know why I thought anger was going to be more intense definition than that. <laughs> but I did. I mean, I feel like ultimately it's a more intense emotion than we mostly like than most others that we think of. If you really like break it down like that. Right. It does definitely feel like it gets it is the most like, you know, presentationally speaking, it's uh, memorable half of the yeah. time. And then rage is uh, defined as violent, uncontrollable anger. So now you guys know what the uh, <laughs> what the yeah. actual definition is. We uh, we did an episode on anger yes. a couple years back. It was episode thirty three. If you want our initial primer on that one, um, and if I remember correctly, on top of the the whole uh, us doing the episode on that. You and I were both not in great headspaces during the recording of that episode because we yes. were both working really hard, overworked, yeah, yeah. Uh, overstressed, yeah, a lot of stuff going on in both our lives. Feeling a little taken advantage of by corporations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So oh, as a result, it was a very on point <laughs> episode. Yeah, and um, I thought, you know, I thought it was like, oh, anger and rage, like it'll be really clear cut. This will be a really easy, straightforward thing. And then I feel like as we started to research, I learned it's such a vast conversation. Yeah. And so I'm glad that we're touching base on it again. Do you remember what we talked about at all on that one? Because I'm going to be honest, I have not uh, listened to that episode in a long time. I would say I do remember we talking about uh, the different types of anger um, and how it manifested in our physical bodies and like mentally how it kind of like how we personify it at times. Interesting. And then we talked about, um, you know, ways of fighting off that feeling, but not suppressing yeah. it because that in and of itself creates more problems than it's worth. But yeah, I'd like I to also, also have not listened to it in a yeah. while. So, and I would like to mention again, we're not uh, professionals here. We are. No. Um, not therapists or doctors. We are just doing research on the internet. Uh, I do have, we have a links we can add to this if you are curious about some of the videos we're going to be quoting. Mm -hmm. And this is not an exhaustive list of information. Um, no. This is just an intro to the anger rage. And so we'll just like be skimming over, letting you know what we're going to be talking about in the future. And also mm -hmm. just remember, this is an evolving topic. You know, the mental health world is ever changing, ever uh, expanding, and hopefully, you know, We'll learn more all the time. <laughs> we absolutely do. I mean, in all fairness to the mental health community in general, um, what was once considered mentally unhealthy, perhaps 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, is now very much a normal bit of human evolution. It just kind of makes sense, ultimately, that as a result, what we think could be problematic or difficult, or any number of issues will one day not necessarily be the case. Mm -hmm. So things will change and shift. And hopefully, though, the one thing that we can take away from this is that anger is complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. And I think we can all agree that 
we're not taught how to handle anger or rage. We're not taught how to process it, how to let it go, how to like let it be a healthy thing because it can be dealt with Mm -hmm. healthily. And it can also be an indicator to let you know like, oh, you need to change something to better your life and then the anger will go away. Um, And I think a lot of us have seen it used in abusive ways. Like we're even learning now with raising children, you shouldn't spank them. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is because if a lot of us look back at our childhood, when we were spanked, we were spanked in anger. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, just putting aside the fact you shouldn't lay hands on another human being, um, being, uh, being disciplined while your parent is angry at you is also, mm-hmm. is uh, not great. It's weaponizing yeah. anger. I mean, I mean w- when we really think about it, that is the anger that most people think of when they think of someone being angry. It's not someone being justified in their anger. It's not someone being indignant in the treatment of others. That's a different kind of anger. It's mm-hmm. being retaliatory. It's being yeah. defensive. It's being offensive. It, it, we're not talking about an anger here that's you know, useful or constructive. It's purely out of a place of this thing hurt me or this person hurt me. I will hurt them. And that's going to bring us to the different types of uh, anger and what. So I found a really interesting um, and I think Chris did too connection with how anger presents itself dependent on what mental uh, health problems you may have had and how you were raised, what type of person you are. And so ADHD and anger have an interesting relationship, just like um, depression and anger and intermittent. So I didn't know this existed. Intermittent explosive anger, which we'll be having an episode on. Mm -hmm. Um, Narcissistic anger. So that's something we should talk about too, is like the difference between an anger you can't help because you you are autistic and you're having a meltdown. Versus mm-hmm. someone who is weaponizing their anger, like Chris was talking about with narcissism, but also, mm-hmm. you know, what, like, it's just so interesting because there's just so many types and I didn't, I didn't expect yeah. it. Um, no, and, none, none of us did. Yeah. And, um, and I think it'll be fun because Chris and I want to, you know, we have re- our own history with anger and rage, which we're going to talk about in this episode. Mm-hmm. And we really Wait. want to play around with how to, how to, you know, uh, express not express it uh work through it right so like rage rooms meditation Mm -hmm. i googled like how to release your anger or whatever and uh there was like 25 steps to uh you know work on your (laughs) anger step one listen to some tunes step two you know i was like oh "Oh, god i have to try this when i'm mad and like report back to our audience to see if this does anything at all for just yeah seriously (laughs) oh my god i could just imagine just being like look i will i will talk to you in a minute but first i've got a fucking jam out yeah exactly so funny (laughs) that was hilarious um so first and foremost let's talk about the relationship that we have in our personal lives with anger and or rage which are two separate things oh yes so go ahead chris take us away so starting off i grew up in a house uh where there were a lot of fights a lot of yelling uh so i learned kind of early on that uh that was a behavior in anger being a tiny empathic child it didn't help that i knew ultimately that you know 
these weren't emotions of hate. They were emotions of fear and frustration and not ultimately something that was anyone's fault. And it was really hard being, you know, young and impressionable and somehow understanding that because mm. it, it ultimately like when when you hear you know your parents fight one of the things that a lot of young kids deal with is that fear or that uncertainty yeah. of is it something i did right is is it my fault or am i to blame you know it it, it automatically kind of puts it paints a child in that direction of hey, there's the two people that are protecting me or the two people that are taking care of me, they are having a fight. They're not protecting me. They're not protecting each other. What is going on? It really flips everything on its head. It makes and it so, so the world isn't safe for yeah, you as a makes, child. removes yeah. all feelings of safety and comfort. And for me... Like, I, I, you know, I was an only child. I was also a gifted child. And so there were a lot of things that, you know, I was basically kind of very privileged into that, you know, as I got older and I'd see friends not having the same privileges or struggling with things like that, I was kind of sent through a rage spiral of injustice which was really the beginning of it for me was i got really angry really easily when i saw people being treated unfairly for example mm. um and i got mad at god a lot <laughs> as, a, as a young kid um <laughs> that was that was really <laughs> like oh yeah right like oh i was i was a little rage-filled atheist by the time I was in sixth grade. So <laughs> it was it was a lot to to deal with that that those, you know, and being young, obviously you're going through a lot of emotional shit. You're going through puberty, everything, your body's falling apart on you. <laughs> it's it's a lot to take in. And as you get older and you know, you kind of become aware of the world around you and the things that are happening, if you take a, you know, wider scope of reality or wider scope of existence into consideration it's hard not to feel angry when you feel small and helpless it's very much the adult version of being a child in the middle of a room with parents that are yelling back and forth you can't do anything about it it's yeah, a feeling of is horrible helplessness hopelessness mm -hmm. and ultimately like you feel inept uncontrolled and the anger the rage the need to lash out it can be overwhelming yeah and it can really like it can wreak havoc on your relationships when when all you know how to do sometimes is just grit your teeth and push through, hoping mm. that that feeling just goes away. Yeah. When you're when you're already struggling with yourself on top of it, like you're just trying to get through your own shit, 
but then people around you decide that you get to be their dumping ground. It's not maybe something they do intentionally, but it mounts and it adds on to the pile. And that's kind of where my entire like existence of anger comes from for me. And that's kind of the thing is I've always been like, and I still am. I have a lot of anger I carry with me every day. And that's an interesting thing. So for our listeners, when you meet Chris or hang out with Chris, you would never guess that he has any anger at all. Mm -hmm. Silly, fun stories, you know, really charismatic, gregarious. And I've never seen you get angry. I don't think. No, I don't think you have. And I, it, it, it is a rare thing that I try not. It, it's, it's something that I honestly, like when I put my mind to it, yeah, I don't want anyone to see. Why? I, because it will have meant that I will have lost all semblance of control. It would have meant that I've gone past that tipping point. Mm. The closest that I will get is a seething Mm. anger like i will i will be very terse i will grit my teeth and i will never i will not avoid eye contact at that point like i occasionally like i'm not i i you know i'm okay with eye contact when i'm in a intimate setting when it's a public party or something that's very rarely that i'm like making eye contact with people i'm doing a i'm doing a show here for people you know Mm. (laughs) i'm trying to entertain i'm not trying to show people my soul what the fuck right. uh so i <laughs> Where when do you i'm feel your angry uh, anger oh like it's all on my shoulders and my neck in your shoulders and your neck interesting my shoulders and my neck um and uh, i do get the gut the gut rage like the the initial is like a pit in my stomach because mm. it's like it's there and it's visceral can you tell but eventually it's like my shoulders and neck like tense up and you know my head is ro- is like lifted my neck yeah. my shoulders are pulled back interesting can you tell it's... the difference between your anger and your rage yes 100% um for me my anger is justified i feel i feel like when i'm angry when i get angry it is from a place of okay, this is something to be upset about. This is something to be, you know, angry at. But when I'm enraged, when I'm actually furious at something, there is no logic. There is no justification. There is just this thing has, dis- this whatever this is that is causing this feeling must dis- be destroyed. Mm. And it's, 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 uh, it's awful. It's like, it it can feel really awful when it's there. It doesn't feel like anything other than purpose. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not great. (laughs) Let's be real. It's not good. It's not good for rage to be purposeful, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it, 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 it's true though. Cause like when you, when you feel enraged, like. Linz, I'm sure when you've been enraged in your past, have you ever felt like it is a almost laser focus on what has enraged you? Yeah, 
Absolutely. What have you, what have you, uh, like, do you remember the, your first experience with being enraged? My experience with anger and rage in uh, the family was early on. Um, we had a lot of problems with it. And I remember a lot of screaming in the home. I remember, you know, getting between people trying to um, make them stop at a very young age. And I think that imprints on you. Yep. And I also had a stepbrother who um, was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, and which is on the autism spectrum, which is no longer in the DSM-5, but uh, at the time it was. And he had rages. So mm-hmm. when he was very, very, very young, you know, like five, six, if he got hurt or he felt embarrassed, he would rage like scream crying that he was going to burn down the house that he was going to kill himself that he was going to kill everybody his whole face would screw up with rage and uh, I think you know you you sort of internalize a lot of that as a kid and I was able to put up with more and that's not a, a good thing necessarily but I think I just had a lot more experiences with scary rage especially from men and from women it was usually much colder um, passive, you know, you shut down and you withdraw your affection when you're pissed as a means to, to show how angry you are yeah. and maybe potentially get power in the situation. Um, I was always very loud, though, so I would fight back. I usually, if somebody was scream yelling at me and there was somebody who did that often, um, I would scream rage back. And, of course, they always won because, you know, a little seven-year-old yelling back at an adult who they loved, um, it was, it's never going to go well, especially when the adult says everything in possible power, everything in their possible power to hurt you. And so I think growing up with that off and on through the years, uh, you know, gave me a strange relationship with it. And I was powerless. Um, it happened up and, you know, even into... In high school, there was a really bad bout of it with my family and abuse, um, rageful, painful abuse, and not necessarily physical, but just a lot of emotional, mental, and verbal, and intimidation. So there was a lot of times where I was, I had to just disassociate, and uh, but I think the rage for me, I internalized it, so... I became rageful myself when I felt out of control or strong emotions building up over the day. And unfortunately, one of the people who I regularly interacted with who would rage at me um, taught us to sit down and talk about it afterwards. You know, after the rage had been expressed um, over, you know, the course of hours sometimes and horrible things were said then we were sat down we were expected to make up right away um and this wasn't a kid this wasn't this was an adult this was a caretaker so starting as little as an elementary school uh we would sit down and he would you know apologize explain why he was like that um explain the abuse that he had suffered as a child which is ironic Um, So, you know, he would try to get your sympathy and then forgiveness, and then we had to be okay right away. And 
so it became a pattern in my life and I think in my relationships too that I expected other people to forgive me for saying really horrible, unforgivable things because that's what I had been taught from a very young age. And I think in that instance, two people can be created from those scenarios. It's either the people who totally shut down and cry and flee or the people who fight, you know, um, fight or flight. And I was always the fighter. And that's not necessarily the good thing. Uh, that potentially gave me far more trauma. And I butt heads a lot more. Um, and it became okay to say inappropriate things in the heat of battle, you know. And there have been conversations I look back on now with loved ones or people who I should have had more respect for. And I would say things to them when I was really angry that were totally inappropriate. Um, I didn't understand boundaries at all because we didn't learn boundaries growing up. Um, so I think especially rage is a hard one because while you can get angry and you can express it healthily with rage, there's no escaping it. When this person would become rageful, even if you begged them to stop yelling at you while you're crying, even if you left for a walk to leave them alone to simmer down, even if you tried to get help, you know, it would stay there. The rage just built. In fact, if you left to let them simmer down, it would get even worse. So when you came back, they were ready just to jump right back into it. Um, so, you know, that was that was really scary. I think I, I grew up in a very scary, um, uncertain way in a, a lot of times. And I'm not... You know, not 100% of the time, there's wonderful memories too. But in terms of rage and anger, from a very young age, I saw that between adults and I saw that pointed at children as well. So I think that has a fundamental effect on who I am today and the things I've had to work on through therapy. I, I think that's that that does bring up a really good point in terms of anger and rage, like, yeah, we we've we've seen both kind of be demonized rage justifiably so but anger is an emotion it is a healthy emotion it's just that like anything else that's healthy if it's manifested incorrectly or if it's overutilized it starts to become unhealthy yeah and that's and when it really like yeah it's hard to cope with Mm -hmm. And I think just something to say for the folks who experience um, a confusion with when you're depressed, you're angry, and why am I experiencing so much anger when I'm depressed? And I, I think if we look at it, it makes a lot of sense because at least for those of us who've had depression for a while, off and on, um, not just because there was a, a big event, but, you know, a long period of time, I think it's because we literally aren't getting joy from things <laughs> and yeah. we forget how it feels to feel happy or good or peaceful. And we can't like dredge those feelings up. You can't make feelings that aren't there. And you're, if you look at your internal dialogue and the thoughts that are spinning out in your head, you can control your thoughts as much as we don't think that we can. Oftentimes you can, um, at least you can notice them and then steer them away from where they are because usually at least when I'm depressed it's like god I'm a piece of shit god the world's a piece of shit god everyone like there's nothing nothing I can do that's going to make this world better or safer and my friends don't actually care about me and my family is just burdened with me I should probably just kill myself and it's um mm -hmm. 
And I know that that I should, probably should have put a trigger warning there, but I think we all experience those thoughts, these like cycles. And of course, you're going to get angry when like somebody blows you off and you made the attempt to reach out to somebody or, you know, of course, you're angry when like it just takes you have to go to the grocery store because you just don't have eggs. And to make the cake that might make you feel better, you have to go to the grocery store. It's just like that last like little bit of sanity maybe you had left. And it's like, God, this is so irritating. And you go into like a spiral of anger. So oh, yeah. um, it's one of the things that I, I saw a lot in the videos that we watched um, talking about anger and depression and, and how it's totally understandable. And it, mm-hmm. it is seen more in men, though, than women. Yes, that is something that is also kind of... Uh... It's a a point to bring up for certain is it it, while it does obviously affect both uh, sexes, it is one of those things that chemically speaking, uh, a lot of testosterone can do uh, some wonders for that old pituitary rage gland up there. (laughs) And it, uh, oh boy, you don't, you got to go full monkey brain sometimes in order to apparently get your point across is what the brain wants to wants you to think but that reptilian brain it, it just wants to om nom on all that rage juice um i for example love uh the things that will make me like genuinely angry on occasion they're lately at least most of the time are very little things they're not big things that make me angry. It's over and over again, repetitive little things. It's yes. like it's like little drippings of of annoyance. Yeah. For example, during a recording of this very podcast that you, dear listener, are listening to, a phone kept ringing in the background on my end. Oh, no. And it would just ring and i could i could hear it so i'm sure it was picked up on the microphone at least once uh and it was that that thought that reverberated in my head of great that's in that's more work that's more happening okay just calm down it's okay it's fine it's no big and still in the back of my mind there's still the little rage demon that's just going, I will take that phone and I will snap it in half. How dare they? Um, <laughs> but that's like, that's like, that's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb as hell. It's irrational. So like, it's definitely like an insanity uh, that takes over you when you're really angry. Absolutely. And like, you know, all the factors that can tie into what, you know, what makes someone angry. Have you been working long hours you've been sleeping enough you've been eating you've been drinking water you've been keeping yourself all your all your good little mental health habits you've been taking care of yourself if you haven't oh boy that hair trigger suddenly just got a lot thinner god that's so true for me with sleep especially i get if i don't get enough sleep even like two days in a row i Mm -hmm. am awful and mm-hmm. everything, everything, like, oh, my phone fell down but but behind my 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 bed and I have to like oh. get on the floor to like grab it out. Okay, fine. Oh god, it didn't charge. Well fuck you know, I have to plug it in yeah. and I'll have mm-hmm. my phone dead. Well, I guess I'll go downstairs. Oh great, we're out of eggs. And the only thing I want to have in the morning today is eggs. Great. Well then I guess I'll have to have this other thing. And well, you know what? I'm not even gonna eat. Fuck it. And then it's like, you know, this like yep. horrible spin out. And then like my poor boyfriend will call me, like, hey, how's your day? What do you think my day's like? I got five hours of sleep and I didn't have eggs. 
and it sounds so stupid and like in normal but like you feel this it's like a kettle or like a pressure cooker you know it's just like yep. slowly this this intensity and the pressure is building and it's building and it's building and you can get little releases but most of the time it's just like someone's gonna get it and it's rough so you know i think since we all all have anger and rage and it's for me it's fascinating that we experience it in different places in our mm-hmm. body um we also are going to break down and i don't think we should do it this episode i think we'll make no. it a separate episode but there's um uh, all these doctors have these different things to say about it. And I think it's important that some of them aren't like tried, trusted and true theories, mm-hmm. but I think it's good to talk about. And Absolutely. I, you know, so there's the seven types of anger, which I really want us to get into and dig deep. Um, we want to talk a little bit about borderline rage BPD because mm-hmm. we, when, with any kind of um, uh, like ADHD borderline, autism you're gonna have comorbidities and i feel like depression is right there with a lot of those yep and anger so i think it's important that we touch on those because we all have friends family neighbors who in our community suffer this kind of stuff and the more we know about each other the more we can have a better frame of reference the better we can help so absolutely agreed with that and uh to kind of wrap up this episode uh i think I think just one fun thing would be, do you have something that you go to when you're starting to get angry and you want to avoid it or you want to like, n- like take it down a notch? Is there one thing that you go to first? <laughs> um, besides biting my nails to the quick, I, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really good question. You know, it's hard, right? I, I like think... I thought of that and I was just sitting yeah. there going, I can't think of it. I haven't. Okay. You know, I used to go out and swing. I had a swing set up until like Mm -hmm. high school and college. Even if I got really angry or overstimulated, I go out into the swing set, put on some music (laughs) and, uh, Mm -hmm. and swing and listen to it. Now it's video games. I go on it and try to shoot some shit. Yeah. Video Uh, games are a big one. Video games are a big one. And, um, when I was more physically inclined, I used to take a mixed martial arts class. God, that was great for anger. Oh my God. Oh, I believe it. Like physically fighting. It's a really good way to get rid of anger. How about you? I am a pretty, like, when it comes to my rage, I, uh, I like to talk it out. Um, and it's not something necessarily that's like, I don't necessarily have to talk to another person. Mm-hmm. I will sometimes just Rage go into anger. a room. Uh, or uh, Anger, honestly. Yeah. It, it really is more the anger stuff. Um, Rage, that's that's video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but like anger, I will, if if I can, and, it, and this will absolutely probably to some people sound a little unstable. Uh, I will go into a room. I will talk it out with myself. That's probably very healthy, actually. Probably. Because you're not putting it on somebody else. You're getting it out verbally. Yeah. You're processing it. If I have someone else to talk to, I'll talk to them about it. And I'll be able to like work it out that way. But it's like, it, at that point, it's kind of like, if I'm ta- if I'm confiding in someone else that I'm angry, it's, it's hitting a point where I'm like, I yeah. need to talk this out. That's but true. most of the time I'm not going to do that. I'll talk to, I'll go into a room. I, it's more unhinged if you're outside of the room and you're listening to me <laughs> just like <laughs> yelling to nobody and That's then really responding. Funny. So yeah, there's, there's a little bit of that. I'm also a, um, 
Oh, I will absolutely do a car scream if I'm angry enough. Oh, God. You know what? I do that. I do that. I, I've, I've totally good. been in the car and just roll up the windows and just like like violently, yep. gutturally, warrior queen scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. If you scream to the point where it tastes uh, tastes a little coppery in your mouth, that's yeah. a good scream. That's <laughs> great. And then like ripping your vocal cords a little bit. You know oh, mean? yeah. Nothing like a good solid vocal cord maceration to get the, get the weekend started. Don't scream until you taste copper. We are not licensed doctors or therapists. But we are telling you don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Do as do as we say. Don't do as we do. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited for this whole thing. We're also so we wanted to tell you guys like, oh, these are the cool things that we're going to be trying. We're having a hell of a time trying yeah. to find uh, activities and meditations and group efforts to work on anger. The only thing I think we've we know for sure is a rage room. Yep. Which that's um, going to be fun. Which will be fun. That's where you break a bunch of stuff and whatnot. And hopefully, I'll be angry for that. And you know, I can always. I can always dredge up something to get pissed. Oh, about. we can get it. So easy. Oh, um, yeah. but like as we go along, we'll let you know, we'll keep you updated. And I think it's important to note that. Yeah. So, so for those of us who do have rage, who do, uh, you know, uh, don't know always how to handle it correctly. And we feel a lot of shame about it. Uh, it's not always easy to get help just like with anything. So you're not alone. And if you have any suggestions on things you'd like us to try that might be in the, you know, Southern California oh, yeah. region. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, please yeah. by all means let us know what they are if you've got some ideas or something that you'd love to hear us try out we'll yes. absolutely give it a shot we'll do the best we can with what we've got where we are yeah so on that note uh follow us on instagram uh follow us on facebook if you have something you want to send us a message uh like you know an example of something you want us to try out you can send us to mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com or facebook or Facebook. We usually answer we'll on Facebook it and the Instagram. Day. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Y'all thank are you guys amazing. so much. We're excited to start this with you. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just, just get, get over it. it.